Welcome to the St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows podcast channel. The sermon you are about to hear is from our worship service on June 12, 2022. For more information about the community and ministries of St. Mark's Lutheran Church by the Narrows, you can go to our website, smlutheran.org. There, you will find the full online worship service from which this sermon is taken. And if you would like to give gifts to support the ministries at St. Mark's, you'll find options of how to do that there as well. And now, here's Pastor Jan Root with the Gospel reading. The Gospel for this Holy Trinity Sunday is found in John chapter 16, beginning with verse 12. Jesus said, I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. When the spirit of truth comes, you will be guided into all the truth. For the spirit will not speak out of the spirit's own authority, but will speak whatever the spirit hears and will declare to you the things that are to come. The spirit will glorify me, taking what is mine and declaring it to you. All that the father has is mine. For this reason, I said that the Spirit will take what is mine and declare it to you. The Gospel of the Lord. Thanks be to God. One of my favorite traditions in the life of the church is the practice of remembering and celebrating people on the day that they died. These are often called commemoration days, but in our family, we like the older tradition of calling them feast days. Feasting brings to mind the banquet images that Jesus loved to use when he talked about the reign of God that draws us all together into one holy family. These feast days happen throughout the whole year, but last week gave us the opportunity to remember and celebrate two people for whom I am especially grateful. On Thursday, June 9, we honored St. Columba, the founder of the Iona community in Scotland. Just over three years ago, I walked down a winding path through tall grass and wildflowers to the beach on the island of Iona where Columba arrived by boat in 563. The powerful Roman church in Ireland had excommunicated him and he had come to the island searching for a new place to live out the faith that he had inherited. It was a rich Christian faith brought to his part of the world by Gaelic people who had been profoundly influenced by an early church leader in France named Irenaeus. In my view, the best way to describe the essence of Irenaeus' teaching is to say that it flows from the deep wisdom that recognizes sacred unity and oneness in all creation. Irenaeus, who lived in the second century, taught that the whole of creation flows from the very substance of God and that all things carry within them the essence of God. He passionately taught that the substance of the earth then and its creatures carries within itself the life of the Holy One. God, he said, is both above us all and in us all. This deep wisdom resonated with people who had inherited similar teaching from their own spiritual elders. 
And it gave them a way to see Jesus as a new expression of that oneness of God with all that exists. The problem for Columba was that the Roman colonizers of his homeland had brought their own brand of Christianity, which was conveniently aligned with their personal goals as an empire and with the aspirations of a dominant culture. People who come with the goal of dividing and conquering have no room for a theology that celebrates oneness with all creation. So the Roman colonizers were eager to replace that wisdom of oneness with doctrines that highlighted distinctions between true believers and pagans. Even the doctrine of the Trinity, which bears witness to the oneness of God, became a way for them to identify and eliminate people who did not have correct belief about God the Father or Jesus the Son or the Holy Spirit. Columba apparently failed that test and he knew that there was no place for him in that kind of exclusive community. So he set sail and when he came ashore on Iona, he began the work of creating a new and inclusive Christian community, which is still thriving today. With the freedom he experienced, Columba wrote his own affirmation of faith about the Trinity, which named the Creator and Christ and Spirit as co-eternal in the everlasting glory of Godhood. To this day, spiritual pilgrims to Iona are still encouraged to give expression to this oneness of God in their own words. And that's why we have so many beautiful affirmations of faith or creeds to use in our worship services here at St. Mark's. The one we will say today, which comes from the Iona Abbey worship book, was actually written by two 14-year-olds who attended a retreat on the island. They actually sound a lot like Irenaeus when they say, we believe in the God who made the sea and the earth, the sun and the sky, and in Jesus who became human, and in the Holy Spirit whose breath we breathe. But where does that deep wisdom come from? How do children know this at the core of their being? In my heart of hearts, I trust the answer given by the author of that beautiful passage from Proverbs that we heard today. Speaking as God's feminine image, wisdom says, Ages ago, I was set up before the beginning of the earth. When there were no depths, I was brought forth. When there were no springs abounding with water, before the mountains were shaped, or even the world's first bits of soil, I was there, wisdom says, rejoicing in God's inhabited world and delighting in the human race. For me, this is the same wisdom that was present in the first humans who migrated to the Pacific Northwest more than 10,000 years ago. They knew deep down that every shining pine needle, every sandy shore, every mist in the dark woods, every meadow, every humming insect, and every human creature are all connected as one. They knew that we are a part of the earth and that it is part of us. 
that creatures and rivers and mountains are our siblings, that the wind that gave our ancestors their first breath is the same wind that also gives our children the spirit of life. And they knew that God is the source of all of this oneness within our human family. In more recent history, a well-known inheritor of this holy wisdom was a chief of the Suquamish and Duwamish people named Seal. English speakers call him Seattle. And we remembered and celebrated his life last Tuesday, June 7, the day that he died. We don't have written transcripts of Seal's moving speeches, but those who were present and took notes recounted all of those elements of deep wisdom that I named earlier. On the homepage of the Duwamish tribe today, they feature a quote attributed to Seal, which reads, This we know, the earth does not belong to humans, humans belong to this earth. This we know, all things are connected, like the blood which unites one human family. All things are connected. One of the great travesties in our Christian story is that European Christian colonizers of the Pacific Northwest treated Seal and his people in the same way that the Roman Christian colonizers treated Columba and all of those who refused to deny what they knew deep down to be true. And in both cases, this holy rejection went as far as forced removal and even genocide, all in the name of a triune God. In a 2021 statement of our Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, to American Indian and Alaskan Native people, we said, we confess that we are complicit in the annihilation of Native peoples and your cultures, languages, and religions and that we have refused to truly recognize the harm that we have caused our native siblings. Further down in the declaration, when we stated our pledge, we said as a denomination and as all of the congregations that are a part of that, we give thanks for the American Indian and Alaska Native Lutherans who have been present from the beginning of the ELCA and its predecessor bodies sharing their wisdom, steadfastness, and leadership to make our church better. I've read that many times, but last week, the word wisdom really stood out for me. And that is what still stands out for me in that declaration on this Holy Trinity Sunday. Does not wisdom call, the author of Proverbs says, on the heights, beside the way, at the crossroads, beside the gates in front of the town, at the entrance of the portals, she cries out, To you, O people, I call, and my cry is to all that live. I hear an urgency in that voice that I can't dismiss. Perhaps it is because the deep wisdom of oneness is the only thing that can save us from destruction as a holy family of humans and of 
creatures of all kinds and as siblings with mountains and forests and rivers and seas. Perhaps there's that urgency about it because it helps me see that Holy Trinity Sunday is not about doctrine at all, but about a holy calling to enter into the oneness that flows from the very substance of God and to speak and act and live as people who carry within ourselves the life of the Holy One. I hold that to be true and for the promise that God can and will empower us to fulfill this calling together, I say thanks be to God. Amen.